people, 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 welcome back to another pre-recorded podcast of the Arsenio Buck Show, man. Guys, first and foremost, I think there were quite a few people that were tuning in live, uh, listening to me. I just want to give a nice shout out to those of you yesterday who listened in live. That was a really, really big podcast. Pretty amazing, as a matter of fact. Um, and I think I'm going to do this especially with career and a few other things, too. Because this could really resonate, guys. I'm telling you, if you guys could actually look back and evaluate and see where you were and see where you are now and see where the progress has been and see where the turning points were, dude, you're going to be able to hone in to all that responsibility and to say to yourself right now, are you comfortable with the way you're living right now? So I told you guys yesterday with turning points one through four that I was going to tell you about this story, of course, with the doubling up. So, of course, with the doubling up, If you guys haven't listened to, of course, the first podcast, the first one of this, uh, you guys should definitely listen to that so you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. But if you guys are just going to listen to this one, it's all good, man. So let's get into this, man. Number five, enough is enough. You know, I got the job. So I was basically making 2,000 US dollars a month. And of course, in in here... $2,000 2000 US dollars a month here is equivalent to 4000 US dollars a month in the United States because you're able to save so much, you're able to travel, you're able to do this and do that. So it is wonderful. I love it. But at the same time, it's a little bit – it was taking a toll on my voice. It was taking a toll on my emotions. It was taking a toll on my psychology. Now, remember, I told you guys I was doubling up, so I was working with this uh, this agency – uh, and they promised a, wor- a visa and a work permit, and they just weren't coming through with it. So basically, this the other Filipino teacher and I at this particular school, not only were we, not only was I having to stand up to these damn students in uh, sixth grade and and deal with these ignorant fools and throw people out of class and all that, and a lot of people would say, "Well, wait, I mean, if you guys actually see the students, they would just flip me off." Okay. They would say a bunch of disgusted things. They would scream. They would throw things at me. It was just, it was a dead-end career. Okay, so I said, enough is enough. Especially with the agency not even getting me a visa and work permit. And the last uh, solidification, if I can, uh, was when she basically called me. She's like, hey, listen, the school doesn't want to give you guys a, a visa. And I said, why not? She's like, I don't know. I said, well, I'm done. In my mind, I said, I'm done, but I didn't tell her. There was one day I was so fed up. I felt bliss at the place that I'm working at right now. I would go back every evening and teach these three wonderful girls from three different universities. One was in actually in 12th grade, but the other two were in university, and they were just wonderful. And we would talk about so many different things, and it was just fantastic. I loved it. And th- that was one of my very first classes and whatnot. And I was very, very grateful for it. But I would go back there with no voice. And students would be like, what's wrong with your voice? I'm like, man, the students, I would constantly find myself complaining about these students over and over and over, but I never did anything about the situation. So there was, I swear, I can't remember if it was in the afternoon or if it was in the morning, but I remember looking at the ceiling and I said, enough. Five days later, I got that last check. I think it was at the end of, oh man, I can't remember. Had to be at the end of February, right? At the end of February, I got that last check and then I changed my line. I deactivated my Facebook. I changed my number. I was gone. The almost unbelievably wonderful hiatus. Because I knew I wasn't getting a work permit or a visa. So they wanted me to do these these visa runs. And these visa runs, they were basically the government and immigration. They were cracking down on them. 
So I said, man, forget this. And you know what? I think it was actually February 6th because I remember before that I went outside the country to the northern country by the name of Lao. I got a 60-day visa. I came back and I basically got uh, – yeah, that was another story. But I just practically told myself, guys, I'm not happy there. Money – even they would take money from me from, for whatever reason. They were supposed to give me 30000 about a month. I would get $27,000. i would be like, uh, what happened to my other money? She's like, oh, well, I don't know. Uh, well, I don't know. It's not good enough. Uh, yeah, kiss my ass. So honestly, sticking it to them right in their face, it was a wonderful feeling. I could have just said, you know what? I'm no longer working here. Hell no. Guys, man, the amount of hell I had to go through there for the three months I was there at that particular school, no thank you. And ultimately, they were going to replace me anyways a month later. They were going to say, hey, we no longer want you there. And guess what? It was going to be another whirlwind. But I went with my instinct. I quit. I took that last check, and I just prayed for the heavens. And so when I prayed for the heavens, I mean in terms – this is probably between turning point number five and turning point number six because when I say pray for the heavens – I had to tell myself, I said, ooh, I'm going to have to make a decision right now. And this decision is huge because this, basically, the part-time job I have that's a full-time job right now, they weren't going to give me a a, a visa. They weren't going to give me a work permit. I was only going to be part-time. And I told him, I said, "Uh, excuse me, Upham. Of course, this this was the man at the time. I was like, guys, if you're not going to give me a visa, I'm going to have to leave the country. And I remember I saw him in Subway one time. He was like, listen, we're going to get you that full-time position. And I get, man, I was so happy. I was like, yes! Oh, my goodness. Because I had to beat out another particular teacher that they were going to give a potential one-year visa to. But then a lot of things happened with him in terms of teaching performance and stuff like that. And he ended up being relieved of a part-time teacher because it just wasn't clicking. And so I'm so grateful for that. And you know what? It was a battle. It was a battle because the racism that apparently existed definitely did exist. I remember there was one time where the, the teachers over the eight of particular ages, they would have full slates of schedule. And I would have like one class on a Monday, one class on a Tuesday, one class on a Wednesday. And these other guys are racking in ridiculous cash. And so my rebellion began. I said, you know what? No, nah, I ain't accepted anything. It wasn't that bad at the beginning, but I, I went up to him and I said, listen, what are you doing? What the hell is going on? How come I don't have any class? And they said, oh, well, we have a potential company. And this ended up being one of the – that's a long story. But that was a lot of racial uh, racial issues there too in regards to another teacher that was actually there too. But when I was there, uh, again, this is 2015, very difficult. I had to build my repertoire. I had to build my reputation, guys, basically because it wasn't just a walkthrough. I had to literally build up. And say, listen, I'm capable of teaching this course. I'm capable of teaching this course. I'm capable of teaching this course. And by the end of 2015, I was approached by, of course, a lady. And she said, hey, can you create a conversation course? I did. I created a conversation course that amassed up to millions upon millions of bot today. So I did much more than what I was paid to do. And did I get increase in rewards for it? No. So what happened? Well, in 2016, yet last year, I started testing the waters. I said, guys, if you're not going to give me uh, work these days, this day, this day, I got to rebel. I want days off. And he's like, oh, well, I'm not sure because you're full. I said, I don't give a damn. You guys ain't got any work, man. So I started testing the waters. And what I mean by testing the waters, I had to look for other places that was going to that, you know, potential places that were going to give me work. And it was the best decision I ever made. The first place I worked at 
well, the first place that was like just, you know, a part-time gig and whatnot on days I was off or stuff like that, it was reckless. Uh, it was disgusting. The, the, the Now, teachers were pretty cool, uh, but this, uh, the amount of racism, I don't even want to talk about it, but the Japanese there, it was it was pretty remarkably, disgustingly, deplorably, horrifically, every adjective uh, that goes along with those, it was that. They would look at me, and they would hurry up and leave their table to get away from me and sit at another table. I would come closer, they would hurry up and get up and move to another table. All Japanese students there. Uh, it was bad. It was bad. Um... And I just quit. I say, yeah, you guys, forget it. So I went on to another place. In this place, they were like, uh, we're not paying you anything because we don't even know how you teach. And I was like, well, by all means, by all means. But that place, of course, later on gave me a massive project. And then there was some miscommunication that happened at probably the beginning of this year. So this was like 2015, 2016. I started getting more opportunities along with my podcast that was starting to blow up a little bit. And then... When I kept testing the waters, I found one place, and they gave me a project, gave me a couple of professional teach uh, students that were like beyond bil- like millionaires, probably billionaires, and it was so great because that ended up falling flat at the beginning of this year, but the opportunity that came after that, you know, I started getting phone calls, and next thing you know, one opportunity led to one of the biggest opportunities. And that opportunity led to the biggest opportunity. So when I started testing these waters, the financial realm, I wasn't even worried about it at that specific moment. Now, was I saving and whatnot? To a certain extent, yes. But I didn't have like an automatic, okay, I got my salary. Let me hurry up and transfer 75% of it to America. No, I didn't have that, uh, that basically that mentality. But then came turning point number seven, which is now the big shebang. You know, of course, not going to America for New Year's and not doing this and not doing that. If I look at what last year was, of course, going to Vietnam, going to Bali, I only took like two vacations along with, of course, a visa run in Malaysia. That was wasn't so much of a vacation, but it was a good time. Um, I did those two things, two things, two countries. That's it. Vietnam and Bali. This year, I went back home to America. I went to Malaysia. I went to Maldives, and I might be going to Vietnam. Now, I was supposed to do a couple other competitions and whatnot, but being able to save as much as I have, I went from making, remember, yesterday's podcast, 600 U.S. dollars a month, 1,000 U.S. dollars a month. I doubled up to about probably between, what, 1,500 U.S. dollars and 2,000 U.S. dollars a month. And then after that, it went from 2,000 to 3,000. 3,000 to 3,500, then it fluctuates from time to time, but now I'm so content to the point, I'm like, okay, I look at my savings here at this bank, I look at my savings here, I look at my savings here, and I'm looking into Bitcoin right now, which I will be doing a podcast on that very, very shortly, and I am so content with my money. Now, of course, I haven't done the Wheel of Life podcast to this extent, but the big shebang is being able to feel financially free. This is the first time in my life I've ever amassed this much and savings, and this, and that, and now I don't even think about money anymore, it just comes, see, when you stop worrying, and stop striving for something, it's going to ultimately come, dependent on what service you are trying to render, doing more than what you're paid to do, see, guys, at the very beginning, see, before I started testing the waters, and started looking at different places that would give me opportunities, and whatnot, uh, on, you know, when I have free time, 
I said to myself, I said, you know what? Okay, what I'm going to do right now, I'm going to, um, what is it? I'm going to figure out how I can begin saving and figuring out my financial freedom. Now, this all came from, of course, reading a lot of books, testing the waters during the most pivotal moments of my life, coming up with the podcast, doing these YouTube videos that are being watched by, whoa, lots and lots of people. And doing a few other things, man, I said to myself, I said, now I understand my uniqueness. When you understand your uniqueness and you start doing more than what you're paid to do, like me, of course, creating a conversation curriculum at my present job, guess who much? Guess how much those particular people made money? They made millions upon millions, and they continued to make so much money. And do I get any of that? Nope. So then I said to myself, I said, okay. How about I do this online or do something that I can actually reach out to a lot of people all around the world, such as in Vietnam, Bali, we got France, we got Brazil, we got a lot of different places who are studying different test prep courses. And so I did. And now I continue to do so. And then, of course, I might just have my first ever employee in the Arsenio Buck Show. And she's going to be my graphic designer. She's going to hook up all my videos. And she is a brilliant, I mean a brilliant individual. See, when you do that, Ah, being able to just sit here and say, wow, guys, looking back on the podcast that I just did yesterday and seeing where I am right now, how was I able to do it? How did I do that? How did I achieve that? Guys, I went from having just $10 to having the most ever I've ever had at one given moment in my entire life. It's because I just got sick and tired of being sick and tired of that, that turning point number five. I said, enough is enough. I started challenging myself. I started becoming rebellious and started realizing my true self-worth. And people, they didn't see it. And they kept saying, oh, well, you can't teach this. You can't do that. I remember one guy, he took me, he told me, he's like, oh, well, you're not very, you're, you're not an academic speaker. I'm like, what the hell does an academic speaker mean? He's like, I've seen your writing. You're not very academic. I said, what the hell is academic? He's like, well, you have a conversational tone. I said, well, Yeah. All of us have conversations like we're having a conversation right now. What the hell are you talking about? All these ridiculous comments was all fuel because those specific things that they said I could not do, I started doing outside. And now I make videos on them. And now I make blogs and sell things on, you know, uh, sell, sell things on my website about them. See, when you figure it all out, people, when it starts clicking, see, too many people are just striving for the money. And it's funny because, you know, now that I think about it, I told you that my salary fluctuates. It could go from the the lowest, of course, it'll drop to like 2000 but it goes up, you know, goes up quite, uh, you know, quite a bit. And being able to save that, again, 2000 US dollars here, which is uh, not too good. You know, I tried to tell them, I said, guys, you better figure it out and give me more. I'm going to go outside again. I'm going to start putting blocks in my schedule again. Um... When that started happening, and now what's happening now, it's like, okay, well, Tuesdays are wonderful, Thursdays are wonderful, okay, still not very, I'm still very discontent with the weekends because I feel I do not need to be there, but at the same time, I'm like, you know what, how can I make more with less time? So example, if I could somehow get a group of professional students together and say, okay guys, each of you, you're going to pay basically $15 per head. And I get 10 students, that's $150. And it's not about the money. It's about basically reducing the time spent. Because if I, if I, could, make, if I could make basically $150, then I wouldn't have to work an entire day.
minimum, right? So that's what I'm starting to put together right now. I'm starting to, to develop a practice test for specific students who are taking test prep courses such as TOEFL, TOEIC, IELTS. Um, I got, you know, I'm writing my book right now. I'm doing, you know, of course, podcasts. I'm doing these videos. I finally found a graphic designer who could finally, you know, put together my videos. And now she's going to develop a banner. She's going to do this and that. I am excited as hell for what's happening right now in my life. And this was the biggest turning point because then I said, ah, here we go. And see, when you're pursuing what you love to do and you see the money stacking up, you're like, okay, awesome, wonderful. I'm so grateful for that. Now I can do these things and do that and do this. But at the same time, I'm grateful for that money with regardless if it's $2,000, $4,000, $6,000, $6 million. See, when I get up to the $6 million, that's when I'm going to start developing and going to different schools around Southeast Asia uh, to give them school supplies and develop different curriculums and to teach teachers. That's my oath. See, that's what's written in my essence, that humanitarian work to give education back. That's what I'm trying to do. So that's the ultimate goal when I start making in the millions. See, when I start making in the millions, that's when, of course, hey, now I can finally start, you know, develop the Arsenio Buck organization or some kind of nonprofit organization to whereas I bring a team with me to different countries and go to remote villages so we can establish things for them, for the people who don't have it. Yeah, that's what I want to do. Oh, I can't wait. And that's my life work. And of course, on top of being a speaker, on top of being an educator, on top of being this and that. See, this was the turning point. See, the process is what I needed. I needed to be called a color person and get paid only $600 a month in order for me to have the biggest sites. Going from $600 a month to ultimately within the next three years, probably accumulating up to a million dollars a month. Yeah. And you know what? It's all about giving back. Paying it forward. Because I want to give everyone the opportunity to be able to get educated. And also, there's got to be something in terms of digging in and knocking on the door of that significant, you know, the um, what you want to do with your life, your life work, your purpose, your definite chief aim. <sighs> I'm going to have to make a gratitude podcast because that this has been a spe- spectacular ride. And after writing down these turning points like I told you guys to... I've realized how special it's been. All the problems and the comments I've received and the racial hatred and the bigotry and the this and the that. Now I know what it was about. And when I develop these organizations, people can be like, oh, wait, um, um, can I do? No, you just stay the way you are. And if people want to team up and we could get, you know, get some kind of partnership going, let's go on and get it. And let's change. Let's change. So write it down, people. Write down your one through seven turning points. I would love to hear some of your stories. Your stories. Oh, my God. I sound like I'm from Liverpool. Stories. And, guys, if you have any questions, as always, let a brother know. This is your host, Arsenio. Thanks for tuning in to another pre-recorded podcast. Over and out. <laughs>